Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to In The Pink, sponsored by Bose. Stay home, stay healthy, stay connected. What I do want to talk about with you, though, is your thoughts on the season because it was a an incredible sort of collective effort to get racing going and to keep it going was yeah. astonishing. Um, and also the quality of the racing that we saw and just some incredible subplots and stories emerged from what was a unique a, a, a unique year in Formula One. Yes, I mean, talk about some major themes being, I mean, the, the whole, um, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter thing cropped up as well. And, you know, Lewis going and winning seven titles and breaking all the Michael Schumacher records and and the Grosjean accident. I mean, some fantastic racing in there. Uh, you had um, Perez winning his first race and you had Gasly winning his first race. All those. So, yeah, so, I mean, Formula One does somehow, sometimes it has a, a massive yawn fest like the last race. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I did feel a bit bad because I, 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 I'm a, we're growing up, I was obviously a big, massive uh, Python fan. And so there's this great interview with um, Michael Palin, who goes for a job with uh, a job. He wants a more exciting job. And he goes to see John Cleese in the job center. And he says, uh, what job do you do? So well, I'm an accountant. And he says, well, that's quite exciting, isn't it? He says, no, it's dull. It's dull, dull. So I clipped that bit out and I'm afraid that's what I posted about the last race. What can you say? It was it, nothing much happened, but then we've been spoiled, you know, because of all the other exciting stuff that has happened. And, actually, uh, and it does happen every now and then. Yeah, I was, I was weirdly grateful for the fact that there wasn't a massive crash or any horrible drama that everyone came out of it unscathed and we were able to sign off the season fairly calmly. Yes. I'm, I, the reason I'm not looking directly at you, Natalie, which is uh, obviously very difficult to do, but I'm trying to turn off the bloody notifications things um, so you don't get these bings all the way through my... Well, I don't know how to do it. So don't you might worry. get the odd bing and bong from, from something posting or email arriving or something. That's so, fine for me. That's fine. Yeah. And um, do, do you have a particular highlight? You know, you picked out a few of them then. If, if I could, you know, narrow it down to just one moment... What would it be for you from 2020? One moment. This is always the hardest question. It's like, what's your favourite song? You know, I, how do you choose? It depends on where you are. But I think it has to be the, the George Russell race. I mean, you know, the, the, the excitement. And I'm very sorry for Lewis and I'm very sorry for, um, for Valtteri, who weren't, you know, but basically this was a Star is Born moment, wasn't it? It was a guy gets a shot at 
his big moment and he was doing amazingly well. And sadly, it, it went really pear-shaped. Um, but, you know, he still had a great race and showed what he could do. And that, that, was, a, that was a brilliant moment because I'm always asked this question about Formula One. If they all had the same equipment, who would win the race? Well, you know, this is sadly the fact of, of our sport. We can't, they can't all have the same equipment. It's part of the DNA of the sport. But someone got a stab at showing what they could do. And um, the reason he got into that car was because he'd already shown what he could do from being in Williams and, and his two years there. So, yeah, it's very, it was a very exciting moment. Um, anything like that where you've got, I mean, Perez, you know, Perez winning the race. I was, you know, it's a, it's a tearjerker, isn't it? I mean, mm. it's fantastic stuff. And yeah. what do you make of the news that's just broken about Checo off the back of that win, securing his seat in Formula One for next year and partnering Max Verstappen? Yes, I think that's that's great. I mean, that, that he is, I've always said, I would have liked to have seen him in Ferrari. And, and you know, I've been saying this for quite a long time because I, I think he's such a solid deliverer for a team. Um, he he's, seems to be apolitical. He seems to uh, be very much liked. And I, I was so impressed by him when we had the Mexican Grand Prix and we first went to Mexico and he was worked to death because clearly he was the local hero. Um, but he never, he kept a smile on his face and he, and he just gave everyone whatever they wanted. And, and, and they were so enthusiastic in Mexico. I just thought, put him in a Ferrari. I mean, they'd just go berserk. The whole of South America would go potty for him. And I know he's North American, Mexico's North America. Keep making that mistake, but it's North America. But anyway, America then. <laughs> I guess um, the question is with, with Formula One is that obviously um, it's important to nurture new talent and, to, and you, know, you don't want to undermine the system that you've got by going outside of it to look for your drivers. But equally, you have to win. And Alex Albon's clearly a talent and I'm just a lovely, lovely guy. But they mm. must have got to the point that they're like, look, we need a stronger partnership here, even if it means ignoring yeah. someone within our stable. Yeah. Is that is it, that is that the constant juggle that people? Yeah, have to I mean, it, it's, it's it's like a cricket team, isn't it? You need someone who's going to score a hundred. You know, you need someone in there who's going to be able to protect the wicket and um, you know keep and come back with something at least. And, and there's a little bit of uncertainty with Alex, you know, and it, it, for whatever reason, it's very difficult in that team for a teammate. Um, I think Sergio being more mature, having had more experience, I think he'll be able to see what's going on. He, it, 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 very difficult for a young person who's beholden to Red Bull. I mean, Sergio will not be, his life does not depend on Red Bull. So he'll be able to act um, as a you know, strong player within that team and they'll have to listen to what he says because he's got quite a lot of experience now. That's a really more interesting more than Max. Point. Don't forget. Yeah, that's yeah. I, you know, that's the worry. That's yeah. I look at something like a team like when you have a very talented driver. Sometimes a team can go off in a tangent because the driver says, "I like that," and um, sometimes the drivers can be wrong. Sometimes drivers can have so much natural talent they could drive anything. Doesn't matter how bad it is, you know, and they can make it go quick but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going in the right direction with the car. Mm. But it's an interesting point that, you know, they obviously have been trying to nurture this young talent and bring it through, but it is, has been something of a poison chalice taking on uh, Max Verstappen, you know, the garage opposite yours. And that's, you know, the minute Gasly gets demoted, he has the best season of his life. You know, there's, yeah. that's no coincidence, is it? Well, 
that's not well what it what does that mean i mean it could mean that the the car the balance they have in the car in the Tor the alpha Tori is actually better for that driver you know don't it's one of the things that doesn't get explored as much as it should do i don't think in the current era of formula one when i was driving um i was the data logger in a sense you know they had the data but they what I said or what a driver of my era would say to the engineers they'd listen to because clearly it's important that they they give the guy something he can drive but now it seems to me that the it's the engineering that it comes first so they look at the data they'll look at the results and they'll say this is the optimum and if we can get you to learn to drive it then uh, then we'll get the maximum out of it and some people can do that I mean but it is you know it's like uh, you know, giving the wrong golf clubs to a golfer, you know, mm -hmm. if it's not his style, and then it can mess up his, his game. So I'm much more in the view of that you have to provide a car that suits the driver, because after all, they're the end user. So a sort of bespoke approach. Yeah, that's what they're there to do. That's what mm -hmm. I understand. You know, they, they want performance, but you know, you can, it's been shown enough times, if you give optimum performance, it's, it's almost, un sometimes it's un almost undrivable. If you look at something like an F-18 um, fighter, you know, those ones with the canard front wings, they need a computer to control it. A human can't do it. You know, it will flip backwards. You know, there's no way you can stay on top of it. Um, so in our sport, it's supposed to be a sport that measures uh, driver's skills. And so I've, I've, I've always taken the view that you know, the, the voice of the driver actually is really important in our sport. That's what people want to hear. They, the, the fans, I think, follow the drivers. And I think they're getting the technology in our sport is so huge now that it's very difficult for a driver to come in and say, that's wrong. <laughs> How are you, you going to argue with uh, James Allison and, uh, you know, all these and Adrian Newey and, and all these brilliant engineers? You, you can't really argue with data. So how would you deal then with a situation like Ferrari's whereby, I mean, clearly the, the car isn't um, strong enough, but you've got Leclerc wringing the neck of it, getting the very best out of an yeah. underperforming car. And clearly it just doesn't suit Seb or something yeah. else. I don't know whether something else has gone up here for him, but he's a four-time world champion and he yeah. he's so far behind his young teammate. It's astonishing. Yeah, yeah the, the wheel sort of came off a little bit with Seb when he was, even when he was at Red Bull. And I think that when they, they said, when he went away from the blown diffuser, you know, it affected his driving style. So that, that really sort of um, supports my argument, which is that some drivers flourish with a particular kind of setup on a car. And um, I mean, certainly when I went from the normal tires to the groove tires, I just hated driving those cars. They were just horrible. And, you know, if you don't love driving it, then it's very difficult to deliver your, your best performance. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, a good driver should be able to adapt as well. And, you know, people like Ayrton could drive, you could give him anything and he'd make it go quick. Um, but if you gave him a better car, he'd be more consistent. That's the, if you could imagine Ayrton being more consistent. Thanks so much for listening to In The Pink. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast you've listened to so far. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Check out our Instagram page at in underscore the underscore pink. And you get all the details there about how you can win some of those Bose noise cancelling headphones. And join the community. We're all talking about the various guests that we've had on the podcast and who we'd like to see and hear 
in the next few weeks. So thank you for joining us. Stay with us. Stay healthy. Stay home. Stay connected with Bose. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 